Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. What up? We're back at this thing again. Uh, excited about this this guest lineup. We got a double double trouble in the house today. We have the Link Academy uh, out of Branson, Missouri. Uh, one of the best programs in the country. Brand new program. We have the head coach, Coach Rodney Perry, and we have the assistant coach, Coach Jake White. What up, fellas? How y'all doing? How you doing? Great. How we doing? Good, man. Excited, excited to be able to chop it up today. So uh, let's talk. Link year first, and then we'll go to your individual stories and how you got there. Um, just tell a quick, I don't know, 60, uh, 120 seconds about how you ended up there. We'll go Coach Perry first and uh, Coach White next. Coach, you can go a little longer. You're a head coach, so you can go a little longer. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, my story is not um, not very long anyway. Um, coached college basketball for 17 years. Uh, spent the last two seasons at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Um, Adam Donye, who's the president and athletic director of Link Academy, uh, was wanting to start a high school program, contacted me back in December uh, and, you know, pretty much basically was like, hey, feel like I'm I'm the right guy for the job and everything. And I didn't feel like it at the time. I turned him down uh, and then he just stayed persistent. You know, it was like, hey, come down, check out you know, everything that we have to offer, see our vision, you know, our goals, what we want to happen. Um, and it convinced me to come down and I saw everything and still, you know, wasn't 100% on board, you know, with it. But the more and more I thought about it, uh, I felt like it would actually give me an opportunity to showcase uh, what I feel like, you know, God has blessed me with the talent to be able to recruit uh, and not only just recruit, but also serve one that I can actually coach uh, and coach really good talent at the same time, too. So that's pretty much basically how we ended up here at, at Link Academy in Branson, Missouri. Yep, I love it. And then, Jake, uh, how about yourself? How did your journey? I know I know you from the J.C. ranks. 
back in the day, in the good old days, and you spent right, some time right, in Boise yeah. State as well. But, uh, tell me your journey to, to how you led there. Yeah, so I was uh, coaching in college for nine years, um, high school for about four. And uh, I was, you know, I got to a point where I, I felt like I wanted to get to, you know, the highest level of basketball, you know. And two summers ago, uh, KT Turner told me to go work a camp in Kansas City. And I went up to work the camp. It was Mo Can's mini camp. Uh, met Matt Suther, met Rodney Perry, and just, you know, stayed in contact with Coach Perry, you know, over the years just because I was coaching in junior college. He was uh, at Missouri, Kansas City. I always, you know, felt like I had guys that could play for him. And, you know, I went to the circuit in Dallas at Drive Nation. Uh, a buddy of mine told me about what was what was brewing in Branson, Missouri. Coach P and I already had the relationship, and he told me a little bit about it and told me to call him on Monday. And I called him on that next Monday, and we just kind of got the ball rolling. And the more and more people I talked to, the more I thought about it and prayed about it, you know, I just felt like it was, you know, the, the best for me as far as, you know, what, what I want to do long term. It was a leap of faith for sure, but, you know, that's the – Short story of how I ended up at uh, Lincoln Academy. I love it. I love it. And then, Coach, I, I don't know if you already touched on this as much as you want to, but uh, the process to building this thing. I mean, obviously, you guys are nationally ranked, uh, one of the hot tickets, uh, period, if you're a college coach or if you're just a basketball fan to come watch uh, Lincoln. You just got two players named McDonald's All-Americans uh, just this week. How did this whole thing come about? I mean, obviously, Link here to prep school uh, has a reputation. Branson, Missouri is a beautiful place. The facilities, I don't think most people that are non-coaches know about this world. So talk about how building it, and and then, uh, Jake, we'll let you chime in on that same thing. Player-wise, infrastructure-wise, facility-wise, schedule-wise, how did all this come about uh, like it has? Well, we knew we had to go out and try to get some of the top-notch talent to be able to compete on a national level uh, because we wanted to be able to put together, you know, the best possible team that we can put together and as well as being able to play a national schedule that can compete for a national championship with the opportunity of hopefully being able to qualify for Geico Nationals. And so uh, we pretty much started with some people that we knew and we have a lot of relationships in this business, this line of work, and kind of reached out to the people and started letting them know what we was, you know, trying to build here. And, you know, really it was a lot of trust. Um, a lot of people trusted us with their, with their players, with their, um, you know, vision also for the players. And once we started to kind of get a few guys bought in and, and committed, then it kind of started to snowball from there um, because then they became recruiters for us, you know, also. But we just really wanted to be able to put the, the best team, not the best individuals, the best team uh, together as we could, you know, because culture wins. Uh, and we feel like we have a great culture. We want to get kids that was all about hard work. We want to get kids that was all about winning. We want to get kids that wanted to compete. And we want to get kids that just want to improve and be the best that they can be, you know, each and every day. And then we also kind of want to get some guys that had a little bit of, you know, chips on their shoulder. Uh, too, and felt like that they was being under the radar, overlooked, uh, and needed to get some of the credit that they deserve, you know, too. And so once we identified those guys there and went after those guys, and then it just started to fall in place, you know, and we just kept saying, we'll have the guys who we're supposed to have because, you know, we're in the right place, right situation, and God's going to bless us that way. And sure enough, it worked out that way. And, you know, pretty much the rest has been history from now. Hey, man, I love it. I love it. Um, Jake, what would you, what would you like to chime in on that if you don't mind? 
Yeah, just to, you know, build on what Coach P said, I think, you know, the the players that were that we had on, on on board first, they were the best recruiters for us because they already had that perception of, of, of the talent and the success that they've had at their high schools prior and in uh, AAU basketball. And then, you know, once we get the, the parents on, on campus and they see the facilities, they see the dorm rooms, they, they see that, you know, the school sits on top of a lake, they see the gated community. I mean, any any parent would, would want that to, to have their son in a, in a, in a nice, safe environment, um, you, you know, but at the same time be challenged. So, you know, the players did a great recruiting uh, recruiting job for us. And then on top of that, you know, once they get here and then they saw all the all the resources that we have, I mean, I just felt like it was it, it wasn't easy, uh, but I, it, it most definitely did help. Love it. Love it. Let's talk about uh, anything about your your um, time there so far that's been better than what you thought what would be one thing you say coach p and what's one thing jake well i i would say the the part that's been you know better than what i thought um i would say first of all i didn't know we would be undefeated at this point in time you know 26 and 0 uh in, in the country right um you know because obviously when you're when you're first starting out and first building a program and you know everything like that and knowing that you know our schedule was going to be really really tough because we have a, a bunch of top 20 uh schools that we're actually playing you know against too and so that part there has kind of turned out to be better than what i thought the other part that actually turned out to be probably the, the biggest thing is that how quickly our guys fell in love with each other how quickly they bonded how quickly they ended up being like hey you my brother you know type of thing and i'm not going to let you down and that was the biggest thing because when we got the plan at the beginning of the year you know, people was asking, well, how long you guys been together? You know, it looked like you guys have been together for a few years and stuff like, and we was like, no, only, uh, you know, a few days, if anything, you right. know, so that part there was probably better than what I even anticipated it being. Right. How did you, how do you think that was created? Obviously some of it was organic because the players just hitting it off. And usually guys that are like-minded, they hit it off pretty well and yeah. guys are about winning, but what would you say, uh, as a staff, you guys have kind of done to foster that and create that because it doesn't happen all the time. Right. Well, I felt like one of the biggest things that we've done from day one uh, was when the guys got here on campus on Sunday, August 29th, uh, on that Monday morning, we left and went on a three-day retreat uh, where there's no basketball involved at all. Uh, we just got to know each other, hang out with each other, bond with each other, find out each other's story. Uh, and everything like that. So I really felt like that really helped us, you know, too. And we just did a lot of fun activities, right. you know, really too. And so a lot of times when guys are having a lot of fun, they, they, they you know, they, they let their hair down and, you know, kind of, you know, you get to learn more about people. The more you learn about people, you know, which buttons to push and what to stay away from. But at the same time, just showing everyone, Hey, I care about you more so as a person than I do as a player. And I felt like that was probably the biggest you know, thing that helped us out right from the start. That's dope. That's dope. Jake, what would you say? Yeah, I, I just been on with what Coach P said. You know, he said that the guys fell in love with each other. Um, from a coach's perspective, as a team, as individuals, these guys are really, really coachable. You know, and that's one thing that I, I'm gonna I won't say that I was expecting it to be bad, but you you know, you just don't know, especially when you deal with you know kids that have 30 offers or kids that are four and five stars that have had so much success prior to you meeting them because, you know, 
if you're looking at it from their perspective, why would they, you know, listen to me? And, you know, why would they change things when they've been so successful, you know, prior? But, you know, these we have our, you know, little little issues here and there. But for the most part, these guys have been, you know, very coachable and, and bought in. And if and if anything, it's, if, it, if one guy falls and takes a step off the bus for, for one second, the other 10 guys, you know, pull them back on. There's never three or four guys off the bus. It may be one, it might be two. But, you know, our coach is just so strong because these guys are really coachable. And Coach B has done a you know, a really good job of that because, you know, ultimately it's an accountability deal. And you can't argue with it when, when we're 26 and 0. You know, you shouldn't be griping and complaining. So. No, for sure. That makes sense. Um, so what's one of the fun parts about this so far? Obviously, you talked about the trip you're taking to, to kind of get away. Uh, 26 and 0 is fun in itself. Let's just call it what it is. If you're 26 and 0 competing, uh, against the best teams, that that in itself is fun. But what's something that maybe behind the scenes is just a fun thing? We'll talk about funny story later. We always end with that. But what's something fun along the way? We'll let Jake go first on this one. Yeah. Put you on the spot. Yeah, you you did, man. I, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, we we do have some uh, really really funny guys on the team. I'd say uh, Julian Phillips is at the top of that list. He, I mean, he's very very dry sense of humor has everybody rolling. But I'd probably say, you know, our team huddles at Coach P's house on Sundays, right? Yeah. We go, you know, obviously the Sundays that we're here, you know, we go to his house, his wife cooks food for us. Uh, we'll take 30 minutes or so to eat beforehand, talk a little bit and then watch film and talk a little bit afterwards. But, you know, you look at that as a team bonding and mm -hmm. kind of a, you know, organic type of deal, but it, that's when all of the fun happens. There's so many jokes yeah. and funny stories being told. Where Coach had a deal one day where the guys could – you know, mimic him and, and, and whoever had the most, the best coach Perry um, impression won the war. And I mean, it was just, you know, those are the winning games is fun. Traveling is fun, but you know, this, it's that downtime when guys can be themselves, you know, no uh, doubt. I, I would say that was, that's, that's definitely, it. I'd say JP being a comedian and then those team models on Sundays. So. Nice. Nice. Coach. Well, we always like to have fun. Uh, we, we, we feel like, you know, you can't, you can't always be serious. Uh, and we do have such a, a great group of guys and just being able to, you know, listen to their stories or, uh, they actually do something that's pretty fun every week. They have rap battles every Tuesday, uh, evening, uh, where we actually got involved and actually bought, uh, a crown and, and this big old fat gold chain uh so whoever wins for the week they get the crown and the gold chain uh you know for the winning that award and then they I mean, came up with the idea to do the rap battles or was that your idea no they they came up with the idea for, for the rap battles and it's kind of it kind of started like just a simple you know little battle between two guys and then they blew it up and made it a whole production you yeah. know to where they have judges they have uh um you're getting voted on your lyrics, your appearance, you know, oh, to your delivery, you know. Oh, and so they made it this whole big costume. They're getting in character. Yeah. So they, they made it this whole big deal. And so we, we always laugh and, and, and joke about that. And then uh, we actually had another uh, surprise for them today, this morning uh, at practice, uh, because I told them, you know, practice is going to be really hard today. Uh, we're going to compete, you know, extremely hard today you know, two. And so we watched a little bit of film, you know, first, and then we have a drill that we actually call warrior drill yeah. that teams compete against each other 
you know, one on one battles and things like that that they really like. And I was like, oh, today Warrior Drill going to be something special, you know, too. And so after we went through our warm up and I, 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 we, we, we split up the two teams so that way they know, you know, who was on teams and getting ready to battle and everything. And said, uh, so I said, you know, our special Warrior Drill right now. So we brought out the dodgeballs and put the dodgeballs out there and play some <laughs> dodgeball you know, this morning for our practice. So uh, they had a blast with that. So, uh, and then it, it wasn't over when they, when we got done with practice and everything, they took it to the locker room, took the balls in the locker room and start, you know, throwing and hitting people in, in the locker room with the balls and stuff. So we, we actually have a, a lot of fun, you know, too. And these guys, just a great group of guys to be around. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, what about the basketball part, Coach? I got, I got you in the hot seat now, so I'll keep you there. Tell us about the basketball part. Obviously, you've played – Tell us about the schedule, which I can, you know, regurgitate it, but you obviously have lived it. Uh, tell us about the schedule and then tell us about just the basketball part of this team that you would want people to know that some people have seen, some people may not have seen, but what is attributed to the set? Yeah, the, the, the fun part about the basketball part is, you know, being able to take a bunch of talented guys and actually get them to play together. Uh, Coach White alluded to it earlier on uh, that, you know, you don't always get that when you have a bunch of really, really talented guys um, coming into it. They knew that they was going to have to sacrifice. But, you know, we convinced them that, hey, sacrificing is is a good thing uh, for the betterment of the, of the team, because the, the better the team does, the better it is for everyone that's on that team. You know, too, we actually told them and convinced them that, hey, if we do what we need to do, we're going to have some guys that's McDonald's All-Americans. And you don't have to score 20 points a game to be a McDonald's All-American, you know, either. Um, because our leading score is 13 points a game. Uh, but, you know, we feel like we put together the right group of guys, guys that don't have these big old egos, guys that want to be successful, not only in basketball, but in life, because we actually use a lot of our basketball lessons and apply them to life is what we end up doing. And so uh, the basketball side of it has been, you know, extremely fun, but also extremely powerful you know, too, to be able to take these young men and be able to teach them not just only the game of basketball, but the game of life also. Love that. That's awesome. All right, Jake, you back. You in the hot seat now. What you got for us on the basketball front? <clears throat> I, I just say that, you know, I think sometimes, you know, a level, a level of basketball kind of gets a negative connotation because, you know, there's so much business yeah, about it. Talk about that. You know, uh, the platform is is just amazing for these kids. And, you know, money's always been on the line in, in big boy college basketball, and especially now with NIL stuff. And so I want to say that we're – I feel like, of course, I have my biases, but we're on the, the, the total different end of the spectrum, you know, because just to go back to, you know, what I said earlier and what Coach P just talked about, man, we're so bought in and so locked in and, and winning is, is what's, you know, it was most important to us, winning and having that culture and – and acting right and doing the right things. You know, if you come to a practice on a typical day of practice, you know, it'll be probably 10 different times of practice. We'll stop and guys have to do push-ups because they didn't close out the right way or they didn't run the floor or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, I think I would like to for sure, you know, make that make that clear and be specific that like here at Link Academy, you know, we're not all about the show. We're not all about, you know, wearing – you know, a bunch of Nike stuff. Now we do what the Nike and we're going to put on a show, as Coach P always says. But at the same time, we hold our guys accountable day in and day out, on and off the court. And, you know, we're all about the right stuff. So, Right. Right, right, right. Um, let's talk about the McDonald's All-Americans real quick. Let's talk about the roster. 
Um, I guess we'll say first, we'll go Coach P. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you had a vision for this program. Obviously, Jake was a part of the vision. You hired him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys recruited a unbelievable roster that's 26-0. and 0, But part of that 26-0 and 0 is the players, a huge part of that, which is two McDonald's All-Americans, and then you have a bunch of other Division One and college-level players. So talk a little bit about the roster, if you don't mind. Spend a couple seconds on each one, and then specifically the two McDonald's All-Americans. And are you surprised? I'm sure this was part of the plan, the hope for the plan. Talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm not really surprised because of the fact of, you know, we always tell, you know, we make it a point every day um, that no one can do anything by themselves. No successful person is going to be successful by themselves. Um, You got to have a a great team around uh, to be successful. And so, you know, just like myself, I wouldn't been able to put this roster together by myself. I had to have, you know, uh, we're not 26 and old because of, of me or just because of our players. We have a great staff. Uh, with Coach White and, and Luke Smith um, also being able to to be a major, major part of, of our program because I, I wouldn't be able to do everything that's required to, to do for us to be successful by myself. In um, the same way with, you know, our guys that end up being McDonald's All-Americans this year, they wouldn't have been able to be McDonald's All-Americans by themselves without the help of their teammates, you know, too. And we do have two McDonald's All-Americans. We have Julian Phillips and Jordan Walsh. Uh, Julian Phillips uh six eight you know do everything uh and that's the that's the great thing about we feel like our two mcdonald's all americans both of them are, are do everything guys uh they're gonna do whatever is required to to win both of them are highly competitive guys they fill up a stat sheet from the scoring aspect rebounding aspect assist aspect and they have to defend uh everyone on our team have to defend in order to play and that's one thing that we make sure that guys gonna be held accountable you know, here. And I, I've got asked a question quite a bit this year. Well, how do you get all these guys to to play so hard or play so well together, uh, play unselfish? I say it, it's easy. Every player wants to play. Uh, and I have all the power, you know, whether to put them on a bench or put them in a game. Uh, so therefore, they know if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, they're going to be on the bench. If they're doing what they're supposed to do, they're going to be in a game. Uh, but we also have, you know, other really good players around those two guys, too. Terrence Reed Jr., who's going to uh, Michigan, you know, um, he's one of our our, our, our big-time, you know, players that we have. We feel like he was should have been more um, probably even one of the big guys that should have been one of McDonald's All-Americans, too. Uh, we feel like he's that good. Um, Felix Opar, uh, he, he's another one of our, our, our main guys that's going to Ohio State. You know, and, and actually, we used Felix started games this year. Felix came in off the bench for us, you know, this year. You know, two big time uh, rim protector, you know, for us, uh, runs the floor extremely well, catches lob, plays above the rim, you know, and then we'll hit a three, you know, on you too. Um, and then, you know, the, the thing that I always tell guys too, I feel like what really, really, really makes us really successful, you know, is our is our guards. You win with good guards, uh, you know, and we have two of two two really good point guards with Trey Green uh, and Jordan Ross. You know, too, because I'm constantly on those guys all the time, too, and letting them guys know, hey, we're going to be as successful as you guys are. You know, and then we have two big, big time glue guys um, and you win with glue guys, too. And Damian Mayo Jr. is one of the biggest glue guys that we have in the country. He's our team captain. Uh, he's a guy that's going to be the the biggest um, vocal leader you know, on our team. He's going to tell everyone where to go, what to do, whether he's in the game or on the bench. You're always going to hear him. 
Um, and then Julian uh, Norris is also a big-time glue guy for us because he's an elite defender, and he's going to knock down open shots. And so with all these different pieces and everyone buying into their role and doing exactly what they're supposed to do to help us win, you know, that's that's the part where they sacrifice and understand their roles. They know what they're, you know, how they're going to be held accountable. And we have a sign, you know, in our gym, whether it's doing practice or in the locker room or meeting that says do your job. And so everyone knows what their job is and they they take a lot of pride in simply doing their job. Right. Well said. Well said. I'm going to switch up your question, Jake, when I slide you over here in, this, in the hot seat. Um, talk a little bit about the landscape of recruiting. You've obviously done it at the junior college level. You've been in the Mountain West, uh, Division One-wise. Um, talk a little bit about the landscape of recruiting and then who are the best transfers to sign kind of at any level or uh, what goes into the recruiting process for yourself, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you and people say it every day, you have to go where you feel comfortable with, you know, whatever the, you know, the best spot for you is. And it's, you know, and it sounds mundane, but, you know, you have to put a pin to a pad and, prioritize what's most important to you. you you know is it playing your first year or is it competing for a conference championship or a national championship you know things like that and I just I just think you know with, with COVID uh you know there's a ton of guys that got that extra year back where everybody did that that wanted to um then the NCAA passed the one year one time or excuse me the one time uh, immediately eligible uh transfer rule and that just is creating a log jam you know, and, you know, Coach P and I have talked about it quite a bit. And, like, now you have – with that, you know, you have even at the JUCO level, your highest-level JUCO guys, your top, you know, 15, 20 JUCO guys, they're usually 20, 25 offers deep, you know. And those offers are from everybody with the exception of, you know, your Blue Buzz, your, your you know, Kentuckys, North Carolinas, Dukes, and maybe every once in a while a guy will sneak into Kansas from a JUCO. But, you know – with that being said, man, these high school kids, you know, when you have somebody division one, division two, you know, that, that, that wants to provide an opportunity for you better jump on it because here we go again with what everybody talks about in our, you know, in our arena, in our world is, is, is the transfer portal, you know, and there are a lot of guys out there and the best guys that are out there are the ones that actually play, you know, and so those guys that play and they play at a high level and they produce, they're just going to be, you know, the perception is they're just more ready than, you know, a high school kid. And we're going through it here. You know, we're trying to help a few guys uh, garner a few more notoriety, pick up some more interest and things like that. But it's so many available players that it's just so hard to get, you know, so hard to get guys signed. So, you know, with, with those guys gaining that extra year of eligibility with COVID and, you know, the one year or the one time immediately eligible, that's just created a log jam. So for any of you kids out there and parents out there listening, you know, if you see a good opportunity out there, you you better not wait because, you know, you have transfers and they're coming from Division twos, NAIAs. Like Coach Perry coached the NAIA, and I'm pretty sure he could, you know, name off a few guys that could play anywhere that played for him there. And likewise for me at junior college. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, you have to go where you feel like it's the best opportunity for you. And and, and then um, those guys that are transferring, you got to watch out for those guys that play a lot and when they're, when they're successful at any level because we're, we're seeing guys from – Division threes that go to Baylor and they're one of the best players at Baylor. That's unheard of, you know, 10 right. years ago. Right. So just my thoughts on that. Yeah, not to mention Duncan Robinson. Uh, he did it with Michigan. And obviously as an NBA player, uh, there's a young man from Dallas that I know 
pretty well. That went to my alma mater. I played Division Two and Division Three. Uh, Demetrius Underwood, he starts for College of Charleston right now. He's a D three All American. It happens. Uh, it definitely happens. It's becoming more of a thing. Uh, you got to go where you love, and then kind of figure out the rest as it goes. You know, be planted where your feet are, and then kind of cross those bridges as they come. But kind of wrapping up a little bit. Uh, two questions left for each. Coach Perry, what would you say you've learned from this experience that helped you win and if you choose to go back to the Division One level? Same for you, Jake. And then I'll come back around and you can tell us one quick funny story or funny moment from your career or from this year. Well, for me, um, what I feel like I, I've learned is that, you know, you can take a, a, a group of high-level, uh, talented guys and get them to buy into each other and to the system uh, to be very successful on the court, but just not on the court, but off the court, you know, as well. Because we run everything here just like college. Uh, we have study hall. We have a, a team GPA of a 3.6, uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, I love the fact we had uh, a couple kids at their old high school uh, had uh, lower GPAs and they come here and because of the individual attention, because of the structure, the discipline, the organization that now they have a, a 3.6 uh, GPA, you know, and stuff too. So I really uh, am proud of that factor there. But, you know, also just knowing that, you know, in year number one, you know, we can go out and compete at the level of Mount Verds or Sunrise, IMGs, and, um, you know, Lollamere's, Oak Hills, you know, those schools of, of that stature you know, there. And just like I told our guys, you know, it's, it's a matter of you just believing, you know, in yourself. And, you know, one thing we always preach all the time is bet on yourself, you know, too, because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else can believe in you, you know. So that's probably the biggest things that I've learned this year from these guys, you know, too. And and always have fun because we believe in, in in having fun. We have a lot of fun with these guys and um, and they, they, they really, you know, love us and we love them, you know, too. And because of that love that we have for each other, we're always going to be successful. Yep, well said. Appreciate that. That was great. Jake? Yeah, I just say that, you know, that I, it's not so much that I learned it, it's giving me a lot more conviction. You, you know, uh, I think you have to have a good amount of talent and you have to have a culture. You know, I think that when it comes, when it comes down to it at the end of the day in those tough games, you know, everybody has to be locked in and on the same page. And when I've been successful here and, you know, prior to coming here, like, you know, the, the team was, they might not have locked each other. They might not have locked their role, but, you know, when it was time to do it in the big time games, everybody fell in line, you, you know, and that's not to say that you can play any way you want away when it's not a, any way you want to, when it's not a big time game. But I think that, you know, if you have the enough talent to win and you have guys bought in, to to doing the same thing and like coach just said doing your job i think that you know that's that that that, that becomes paramount you know once you have that coach with some talent it's gonna be hard to beat you um and then secondly i'd say i think i've made some mistakes recruiting in the past because you know you try to get the most talented guy the guy that's the, the most appealing the, the highlight real guy the guy with the best stats and you kind of iffy about taking them you know and and, and here man we've we you know, it seems like right now we made the right choices, you know. So I think now I've kind of evolved to finding guys that fit more, you know, because ultimately if the kid doesn't want to be here, if he's not going to buy in, it's just not going to work out. But everybody's going to be mad. The coach is going to be mad because we took him and the kid going to be mad because he came here. So, you know, I think uh, fit 
is something that is really that is really you know jumped out to me in, in this experience. Yep, well said. All right, we're gonna go funny story. Jake, we're gonna keep you in the hot seat. You gotta go first. <laughs> we're gonna let coach close it out. Funny story. Or funny moment, anything in your career. You forgot some shoes one time. You had to wear some slippers. Um, whatever you got. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was going into my senior year in high school, uh, and my uh, my dad was was kind of our AAU coach slash you know chaperone. So he'd take us you know up and down, and we really just played in Dallas and every great American shootout. Um, but uh, anyways, we're on the way back home, and I was in the back. Of the, of the suburban man with, with one of my teammates and, and uh you know how you're in the car for a while your leg falls asleep and me and this uh me and this young man with the same skin color you know and uh I uh I, it was something on my leg and I started rubbing on my leg and you know in about 20 seconds in he was like Jake man you, you know that's not your leg right you know so <laughs> I, was, uh, I was like okay my, my, my bad man I just thought my leg was asleep you know so and it might have been a minute. I don't know if it's 20 seconds or not, but it was definitely long enough to cause some awkwardness there. So wow. uh, needless, needless to say, I haven't made that mistake again. So That's great. That's a great one. You act like you didn't have one. That's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, Coach B, you're up. We close it out. Well, for, for me, it's it, it, it's our guys. Um, you know, we, like I said, I can't say enough about how great of a group of guys we have. And, uh, and, we're always making jokes and, and, and having fun with them and, and they return the favor and do the same thing with us, you know, too, because, you know, we're, we're a Christian school. So obviously we believe in God and uh, study the Bible and, you know, everything like that. And so our guys have this deal now that they call uh, perillations uh, is what it is. So uh, like we have our own version of the Bible now and it's all perillations you know, is what it is. And so I'll, they'll go around and, and repeat things that I said uh, and made it into a um, one of their perillations. You know, I told them one time, you know, that I don't care uh, if I'm playing against my grandma, she ain't beat me, you know. And so they'll go around now and be like, I don't care if I'm playing against my grandma, she ain't winning this game. <laughs> you know? uh, and stuff. And I told them, you know, one time I ain't seen my dad in, you know, in, in, in months. Uh, and we was in a meeting and my dad called like, I, I, I ain't worried about him right now. We got a game that we got to concentrate on, you know, and stuff. And so they they take all that stuff and put it all in perillations. So it's almost like every day now they they add new perillations uh, chapter in in the book, uh, you know, too, on all the different things that, that we say, uh, you know, things like that, you know, too. So I always find that very funny. And then the other thing I always find very funny is um, our guys play 2K, you know, the video games and stuff like that. And, when they're playing against each other, because even when we travel on our bus, we have the uh, PlayStation games and stuff on our bus. Mm -hmm. um, so while we're traveling, they actually play the games on the bus. Uh, and so while they're playing, they'll start um, naming off our defensive rules. You know, oh, you see, he's at the midline. He's at the midline. Oh, well, you you one pass away. You one pass away. And it, and it's so funny because these are all the things that we're telling them all the time too. And now they they taking it to heart. Now they're using it when they actually playing the games. You know, so we always get a kick out of that there, too. But those are the two things I feel like, you know, are real fun to me just to see their growth and development. That's awesome. And then, Coach, while you're there, I just – anything last you want to just close out and say, I will let you have the floor to say and share, and they'll do the same with Jake, and then we'll let you guys get back to 26 and Oville. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hopefully 
you know, people will 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 get a chance to actually see us in in the future, um, you know, too, and, and and understand that hey, this is a great place uh, for players to be able to come and, and grow and develop because of the way that we actually do things, you know, too. Because you know, one of my main goals and reason why I want to go hire college coaches as part of our staff is because all our guys have a goal of going and playing college basketball. Uh, our practice is just like college. The way we live is just like college. Uh, we have our own strength and conditioning coach, just like college. We have our own uh, personal chefs that fixes their breakfast, lunch, and dinner each day, you know, as well. Our guys have California king-size beds in their room. You know, we have parent quarters for the parents to stay in when they come. You know, so when you when you have an opportunity just to come and visit our campus, we feel like it's on a whole nother level that, you know, we're going to win a lot of battles just that alone, plus the accountability that you're going to get here because this place is not for everybody. Uh, everyone does not want to be coached hard. Everyone want, doesn't want to be held accountable. You know, when we feel like this is a place that, you know, moving forward, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think you're already a force to be reckoned with coach for the record at 26 and 0. but <laughs> I do hear you. You're going to continue to be one. Uh, we'll let Jay get his final words in. Nothing more than just thank you for, you know, giving us a platform to come on here and talk. Uh, Appreciate it. Uh, you know, we go back, go back a ways, man. I really appreciate you giving me this platform. Happy that, you know, you're happy with what you're doing. And then secondly, make sure everyone knows the high school is Link Academy. Link <laughs> Academy. Make, make sure we get that. And, and, and which that really is conducive to the narrative that we need to get our respect that, that, that we've uh, that we've earned. You know, so a lot of people call us Link Your Prepper, Link Your Academy. It is those two words, Link Academy. So. Yeah. Yep, very and good. For anybody that asks you, you, you let them know. Yeah, we'll, go Lions. We'll make sure to get that word out. Yeah. We appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, love to see brothers doing their thing that have been at different levels in college basketball and giving back to the youngsters and doing your thing at an elite level. So uh, showing that we can do more than just recruit uh, and be on the staff and be in a box. So keep up the great work. I know greater things are to come. And, uh, yeah, look forward to continue to follow. And thanks for joining. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.